It's time for the Ron and Brian podcast. Get ready to fill your ears with the latest news, politics, current events, and whatever else we feel like talking about this week. And now, your hosts, Ron and Brian. All right, good evening, everybody. It is 8 o'clock. It's Sunday night. It is time for episode, what number is it, Brian? Ron, we are up to episode 233. And that's only um, that's only counting the episodes that we numbered. That's right. I mean, if you remember in the uh, late 80s when you and I were uh, first doing the podcast, we did episodes, but we weren't giving them um, names based on the number of the episodes. But we were giving the episodes um, names based on what we were wearing. True. Um, if you remember, uh, you know, I had, uh, you know, my personal favorite episode was Blue Sweater, Black Hat. Um we'll never top that i don't know i mean i thought halter top assless chaps um was really your pinnacle of an episode well it was the one where i exposed myself the most uh, physically but also emotionally i think one of the things that you know really boosted the numbers on that episode was you know i opened myself up quite literally but also uh, uh spiritually i mean we really talked about a lot of my insecurities that one and for some reason, the fans really connected with that. They really, really did. So um, how are you doing otherwise this week, my friend? Uh, otherwise, uh, I, I, I'm doing pretty good. Um, I had a, a, a very fun weekend. Um, NFL Sunday has not been fun to me. Uh, but otherwise, um, you know, I think uh, myself, as along with most of America, and I, you know, this show is global. You right. know, people across the world are watching this. So, you know, I very much hesitate, you know, to really make this an American show. But um, one of the things that I am, uh, you know, along with most Americans, I'm getting ready for Thanksgiving. I mean, this is my personal, you know, Super Bowl of meals. Um, so, uh, you know, it's uh, I'm looking forward to it. So a lot of this is let me get through today so I can be one day closer to what I'm really looking forward to. Oh, it's going to be a good week. Going to be a good meal. So uh, yes. we are looking forward to that. Well, let's uh, let's get things going then. Uh, it's time for Drink of the Week. Drink of the Week. Salud. Drink of the Week. Sláinte. Drink of the week, drink of the week, drink of the week, drink of the week. Brian, what are you uh, what are you drinking this week? This week, Ron, I uh, I reached out to our friends at Dogfish Head Brewery, and I said, people, you know, you've mm. uh, been supplying me with the ninety day IPA, but I've seen recently. Um, you guys have been doing a 90-minute Imperial IPA. Ooh. Now, I'm going to I'm going to show you this in a glass and you can tell me whether it is um not the most beautiful thing. Um It, it looks pretty solid. Yes. So it is it, this is absolutely delicious. Um you're you're well, I'm I'm assuming it's going to be delicious. That's continual hopping, Ron, if you have ever heard of continual hopping. That is, throughout the brewing process, constant delivery of hops into from point of mash to almost to the point of bottling. 
It provides a beautiful balance to this Imperial IPA, allowing Dogfish Head Brewery 90-Minute Imperial IPA to add a foolhardy amount of hops throughout the boil without making it crushingly bitter. With rich pine and fruity citrus hop aromas and a strong malt backbone, 90-Minute Imperial IPA created a pungent, unapologetic flavor that Esquire magazine called the best IPA in America. Wow, that is high praise. Uh, take a sip. Let me know uh, what you think. Ron, this is utterly delicious. Um, <laughs> well, all right, good. Listen, you know me. I've been on a Pilsner lager kick. Every now and then, I enjoy a, uh, uh, a, a the flavor of an IPA. This is coming in at 9% ABV. Oh um, and did I mention... That it's coming in a 16-ounce can. That is uh, that is a lot of alcohol. It's going to be is, a good night for Brian. This is going to be a good night for me. And I also have some bullet bourbon Ooh. in my uh, Mount Everest cup. So this is going to be lit. <laughs> it's going to be a good night. Well, I look forward to hearing you in about 15 to 20 minutes. Can you not hear me now? No, I can. I was just saying as you drink that 9%er. Ron, as we were just talking about... What are you drinking this week? Uh, so this week, so I uh, decided to skip the beer this week. Going with uh, Jameson 12 uh, Special Reserve Irish Whiskey. Uh, Brian, I know you're a fan of the Jameson. Um, Love lovely, the Jameson. Lovely hue to it. Um, on, on ice. Ready to take a sip. Wait a second. So you're just going with, with, with Jameson 12-year Irish Whiskey. I am. Yes, exactly. Oh, be still my oh that hurt i just i just <laughs> slapped my hand against my chest and i i realized that what i had just you know a lot of t a lot of people have reached out already this episode i see it in the comments where they're like hey brian what is that pin you're wearing and that pin if i can hold it up correctly <laughs> is the newest item in our merch store sold out of our first printing this wow. past week i didn't you realize know? it was going to be that um, popular we printed up the official Ron professional headshot pin. This comes professionally backed and lacquered, made in America. You just slap this on any lapel of the suit that you are wearing into your power meeting, and people see this lapel pin. They see this pin. You wear this to your family dinner. People are not asking you about who you voted for. People are no longer interested in what your um, sexual orientation is. They want to talk about the pin. They want to say, hey, who is that gentleman and why does he look like he's going to sell me something I don't need, but I'm going to buy it. So people, if you haven't purchased it already, go to our website, click on the store icon. Members of our Patreon at the aluminum level or higher, that's pretty much everyone. Anybody who has signed <laughs> up for our Patreon, you will get a free pin. Um, boom. All you have to do, go to our website, um, uh, purchase it in the store for people who are not members of our Patreon. Members of the Patreon, send us an email at ronandbrianpodcast at gmail.com. I can see where that would be difficult for you to remember. Ron, how's yeah. it, Jameson? Uh, delicious. 
Yeah, absolutely delicious. So I will be enjoying that this evening. Uh, so we're both uh, we're both going to be lit come after dark, uh, which will take place at nine thirty. Uh, for those of you that are Patreon subscribers, but we'll get into that. We'll, we'll we'll do the Patreon plug later on in the show. In the meantime, it's time for beef of the week. Ron and Brian's beef of the week. Brian, uh, what's bothering you this week? The New York Jets. Mm. And why is that? I mean, apart from the obvious. Because I made the mistake of betting $50 on the New York Jets today. Wow. And uh, how'd that turn out for you? Okay, this is the thing. They're getting three and a half points on the road against the New England Patriots, who have been utterly disappointing this year. That's very true. Jets have been surprisingly um, stir- uh, uh, a sturdy bet. You know, They've been competitive. Not- not a guarantee, but this is the let's be honest. This Jets team has the best record after 10 weeks in any Jets team that I can remember. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty close. Not since the days of Mark Gastineau and Joe Klecko. Good, good memory. Wow, I remembered those two names from my childhood. The Jets have not been anywhere near what, what, what we're looking at. So, um, Fourth quarter, late, one minute left. The Jets' Patriots are tied 3-3. I'm thinking to myself, this game's going to end on a field goal. I could care less who wins. But the only thing I don't need is a touchdown at this point. Jets are uh, uh, are, are deep on their in their territory. Right. Click a punt on fourth and long with, uh, I would say, about 50 seconds left in regular time. The uh, Patriots punt returner catches the ball, I would say, on his 40, runs it back for a touchdown. Patriots win by seven. Brian loses his bet. Ouch. That stings, my friend. I can imagine why that would hurt. Listen, when I was in college, they called me the king of bad beats. And that wasn't just because the local street gang liked to attack me as I was getting off the bus and walking to the dorms. It's also because I'm a terrible gambler and have awful luck. Ron, what's your beef of the week? So my beef of the week is when certain individuals have issue admitting that I am better than them at something. So I will take, for example, uh, Brian, are you familiar with that New York Times game, Wordle? Wordle? You know, you you get a a different five-letter word. You get six uh, chances. Sure. Yes, I'm in. I'm, I'm in. With Wordle. I'm in a group you're chat. So, you're still playing Wordle. That I is am. So, Wordle is so 2020. I mean, I I can't even remember when I last played uh, Wordle. Well, you know, it's it's just something I enjoy, uh, okay. and I, I have a, a a group a group text where we play Wordle on a daily basis. Now, sure. mind you, this the, this person is one of the the uh, the few individuals lucky enough to be able to uh, connect with me outside of the podcast throughout the week. Sure, and sure. Listen, I was an English major. Um, word games are a little bit of a forte of mine, and every time that I beat this individual in Wordle, well, which is quite often, it seems. 
um, the, the the vitriol, the the hate, the accusations uh, that uh, that come at me. Um, like just the other day, I got it in three. I believe this person got it in five. Uh, he referred to me as the Harvey Weinstein of word games. And it just, it, it cuts me deep and it, it makes me feel bad for that person. So if you're out there, um, if you have a competitive competition between friends, you know, don't, don't be like this individual. That just, it just, just hurts. Ron, have you ever, how do I say this politely? When you were in school, were the, were the special kids segregated into other classrooms or or did you interact with them as well? <laughs> I believe uh, they were separated at that point. Okay, good. So you'll understand what I'm about to say. You know, when you're playing, when you're in a pool hall on a Friday night at 1130, smoke is filling the air. The smell of stale beer permeates every material that you're touching. And how do I say this? A kid limps up wearing um, wearing one shoe that's got soles that are this thick. And he's wearing a plastic helmet on his head connected at the bottom. And he's holding his... This gotta stop. I, I feel this is going down a path that I just needed to interrupt. All I'm saying, Ron, is that at some point, maybe to boost, you know, to, to, to aid in this other person's low self-esteem, maybe you take it easy on them one day. Maybe you let it. Every now and then I, I throw one. I'll, I'll go, I'll, I'll get it in five when I could have gotten it in two. But it's just, I don't know. Even with that, um, the anger that I get back, it just seems unreasonable. Um, can I say what my, what my, what my run, runner-up uh, beef of the week was? Of course. I recently was having an emotional meltdown. You know me. I, I'm, I'm very in touch with my mental health. You wear your heart um, on your sleeve. We know this. I am. I have no problem admitting to people when I am. I am hurting. When I am going through through times. When I am suffering. Um, earlier this week, there was um, a day uh, where I was waiting for the subway, and I had uh, played a, a game called Wordle. I don't know if you're familiar with this game. It's 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 uh, on the New York Times website. I think you can also play in their app. What happens? I don't know. I'm, I'm surprised you never heard of it. It's a you know as an English major, but what they do is you have six attempts to guess a five letter word. Yes, I believe you, we we just discussed Wordle. Okay, so um, I was playing against uh, uh, two people um, who are I ha- I'm in a group chat with, and we compare our scores every day. And, um, uh, you know, I, I was very proud of, of my score that day. I think I came in at uh, uh, four out of six. And it was uh, what I considered a particularly difficult. Uh, this was a, a particularly difficult. Um, hey, we both saw that comment at the same time. It just hurts. It just hurts. Um, and I, and I, I, I was so proud of my four out of six. I remember I shared my score with you, at which point you returned with a three out of six, your wife returned with a three out of six. Seconds later, the the level of, of damage that that did to my self-esteem that morning, immediately on the subway platform, I started crying. Um, I took a photo just to show how hurt I was. And this person who, 
I might be doing a podcast with right now. Sure, sure, sure. Um, uh, immediately saved this photo and spent the rest of the day um, uh, uh, sending me back memes of me crying um, on the subway platform. It hurt. It hurt. Would you say those memes were more or less hurtful than um, having uh, lapel pins made up of a photo that you may not consider flattering of yourself? You don't think this is a flattering photo of you, Ron? <laughs> it's not one of my favorites. Let's put it that way. That's right, people. For only $5, go to our web store. This is the back. This is the front of the pin. Look at that beautiful photo of Ron while also judging me for my dry hands. Look at that beautiful Comes with a nice rubber backing, fits perfectly, will not damage your clothing, and you have your own Ron corporate headshot. Corporate headshot, Ron, is what we're going to call this one. All right. Well, Brian may have lost on his Jets bet, but he is always good for two solid football picks per week. That's right. It's our NFL Locks of the Week. Locks. Brian, again, uh, you know, your Jets game didn't go the way you wanted to, but otherwise, uh, congratulations to you. Um, you were looking at the uh, that Giants game. Giants were minus four uh, versus Detroit. You said, you know what? These Giants are not the real deal. Go with Detroit plus four. Sure enough, Detroit wins outright 31 to 18. And then Washington, uh, a rare favorite this week, minus two and a half versus Houston Texans. Um, you said, you know what? It's rare that, that Vegas favors the commanders, so I'm taking them. And sure enough, uh, you didn't even need two and a half points. Washington in a blowout, 23 to 10, uh, bringing you to, what is that, a, a perfect uh, 22 and 0 this, so yeah. far this year? Listen, this was a no-brainer. Um, you know, the nation was watching the Commanders take on the unbeaten 8-0 Eagles last Monday night. Um, one game, the entire nation um, is is enthused. Um, Commanders dominated. I knew it was going to happen. And the Giants, you know, they had a good start in the first half of the season. I expect them to collapse to this half. The 2-0, I can't even bra brag about. Ron, how I, I just, I mean, I am stunned. You took two huge gambles this week, really stuck your neck out on the line reputation-wise, and once again, proving to the world why we all should be listening to you. You also went 2-0. Bengals minus 5.5 at the Steelers. Bengals win by 7. You also said Bills minus 7 over the Browns. The Bills win by 8. Not huge margins of victory, but... Um, instead of sweating out the games at the end of the day, the Ron endorsement lock of the week should be enough. You also increase your record by 2-0 and this week, bringing you to a season total 22-0. and All right. Brian, who do you like uh, for week 12 of this NFL season? This week, Vikings minus 3.5 over the Patriots. Belichick sucks. Seahawks minus 3.5 over the Raiders. I don't know who the Raiders coach is, but he sucks. All right. Fair enough. Ron? Yes. 
Who do you have as your locks of the week? I like some big underdogs this week. I think it's too late in the season to be uh, laying double-digit odds on anybody. So Detroit plus 10 versus the Buffalo Bills. And then uh, those Houston Texans uh, who you bet against this week, uh, I'm taking them next week. Houston plus 12 versus the Dolphins. So uh, lock them in because they're our locks of the week. There we go. Excellent, Ron. Um, do you want to take on the internet now or you want to do it a little bit later? No, I can I can answer the internet now. We can do it whenever you would like, sir. Okay. Um, I know everybody wants to talk about Donald Trump getting back on Twitter. Um, we're gonna push that back for a couple minutes. Right now, one of our 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 you know, this is a fan favorite in terms of our bets. People love Ron, people want to know more about Ron's thought process. Um they're tired of him being the 51% owner of the Ryan and Brian podcast, and they're backing Brian in his uh, Super Bowl bet upcoming uh, this February. But right now, as we put that aside, Ron, you're going to answer the Internet. Are right. you ready? I okay. am, as always, ready. These questions have been supplied by our friends over at a Barstool Sports Um they want they sent this over. They said, you know, we've we've been asking celebrities, probably C-level celebrities, about um what their answers are to these difficult questions. But ultimately, we want to know what are Ron's answers. Ron, you've just had a glass of Jameson. Are right. you ready? I am ready. Are these multiple questions or just one question? Oh, I have 10 questions for you. <laughs> All right. Well, then let's get right into it. If you had to sleep in the middle. Of a beautiful woman and a gay man, who would you turn your back to? Who would I turn my back to? A beautiful woman, a gay man. Cause I don't I don't like sleeping in the middle. I like being on the end, so I, I can't move my position. I have to I mean I you know, I don't think you it are would in the middle. You're in the middle. Uh, let's say I would well, who is on what side? Because I typically sleep on my right side. The woman is on your is on the left. You're in the middle. Gay man on the right. I mean, I would probably then have to turn my back to the woman because I do. I prefer sleeping on my right side. All righty, that is highly offensive, Ron, and honestly, <laughs> quite homophobic. Frankly, I'm disappointed. Question number two. Okay. If you could have sex with one person and they die immediately afterwards. Who is that person? I I don't even know. That is, uh, I, I can't even answer that question. It's the most ridiculous question ever. No, Ron, you are going to answer that question. <laughs> I'll repeat it to buy you some time. If you could have sex with one person All right. and they die immediately afterwards, who is that person? I mean, I guess uh, let's go Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson. Now I have a question. When you're fucking Tucker, Tucker Carlson, yes. um, what's the position? Um, are you doing it doggy style? Is he on his back? He seems like he'd be on his back. Pressed up to the shoulders. Yeah, yeah I think he's, he's, he's a missionary type guy. So missionary style Tucker Carlson. Question. Is he wearing the... <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, is this additional questions from Barstool? Because you're not allowed follow-ups. Would you rather sit on a cake... <laughs> and eat a dick or would you rather eat a cake and sit on a dick 
I'm going to tell you something. And, I, I, and I'm going to break character for a moment. This whole show, everything that I do here, purely is to try to get a laugh uh. out of you. The, the Everything I do is to try and make you laugh. And to hear you break right then and there, I will ask this again. Would you rather sit on a cake and eat a dick or would you rather eat a cake and sit on a dick? I mean, I guess I'm going to have to eat a, eat a cake. I can always wear pants, I suppose. No, no, you're sitting on a dick. It is going inside of you. <laughs> well, that's a little bit different. There's no pants. There's no pants here, buddy. Come on. Don't read into uh, Don't start creating situations here. I, you know, I, if, if, that, if that's the case, I'd have to sit on the cake, I suppose. You're going to sit on the cake, eat a dick. I mean, between the two, I mean, that seems uh, the lesser of two evils for me. All right. Very good. By the way, I'd also like to point out, we are only three questions into this. Bit. <laughs> this is I what got, worries me. I got seven more. I think I think I started off strong and then I um, I tailored them to a little bit softer. Um, what is one celebrity you find attractive that most people don't think so? Um, I would say uh, Chef Alex Gernichelli. From the Wait, I'm not even going to type that up because I, I can't spell that at this point. <laughs> I've been drinking. Um, would you jerk off LeBron James if it meant that you had his athletic skills afterwards? I don't think I would, no. You would not literally give a no man fo- a No follow-up job. questions are allowed, Brian. This is unless they were part of the uh, 10 questions. I feel like you're speeding this up and I'm not appreciative. <laughs> would you rather be Pope president or the leader of north korea i'd probably go pope because that seems like a uh just kind of a figurehead type job you don't really need to do a lot interesting um if you had to teach a college course what would you teach i mean i'd probably uh teach an english class since that was my major well, you uh, surprisingly, your Wordle scores don't uh, reflect that. Um, you just got kicked out of Disney World. Okay. What was it? What was it you did? Uh, I'm probably wearing a revealing top. See, that's bullshit because you know that they give you a free T-shirt. We've already <laughs> talked about that on Patreon multiple times when women on TikTok have shown themselves walking into Disney World wearing revealing tops and then instead of getting thrown out they're handed t-shirts next question oh this is ron answers of the internet not brian interprets ron's answers of the internet i believe as 49 percent owner of this podcast (laughs) i have the ability to ask follow-up questions ron when you're drunk is it better to have sex or have the ideal drunk meal oh ideal drunk meal as I get older, much more into the drunk meal. Okay. What's, what, what's, what's amazing is that I know your wife, and I know that she would eat, she would have answered the exact same thing <laughs> quicker than you did. Probably. Like, she wouldn't even let me answer, like, finish the question. Last question, Ron, and then I would like to you know, I, give me a moment, please, to congratulate you on how you handled yourself. <laughs> okay. Would you rather live your life as you currently do or be a millionaire and have to blow a dude every morning. I think I'm good with my life as it is right now. Really? 
Yeah. Even though even though you you basically don't have any living room furniture <laughs> and you were looking for light fixtures and at the same time We have light um, fixtures now. Get out of here. We got light fixtures installed today. Couches, who knows when they're going to show up, but that's awesome. Um, Ron, you have answered the internet, and I want to congratulate you. Thank you. Uh, hopefully, the internet is pleased with the answers that I provided. So far, they have. <laughs> and I would like to point out this. Uh, William Esquire saying, it may not be your favorite photo of yourself, but this is, is our favorite photo of Listen, you. Listen, I give, and I give, and I give, and I get it. I understand. Though um, uh, your wife did tell me last time we visited down there that you are uh, you also take. <laughs> Apparently so. All right, Brian, we got a we got a bunch of uh, news this week. Where should we start off? Oh no 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 no! As a fifty one percent owner of the Ron and Brian podcast, less I I have to remind you, Ron, um, you get to decide where we're going. I right. simply can only react. All right. Well, uh, because this is America, we have uh, more shootings going on during the week. Uh, Earlier this week, uh, University of Virginia, uh, there was a student that uh, shot up uh, members of the football team. Uh, Three dead, two injured. Uh, He was, uh, the suspect was on the loose for a while, but they did uh, eventually apprehend him. Uh, A man by the name of Christopher Darnell Jones Jr. He was arrested following a 12-hour manhunt um, after the shootings on the school's Charlottesville campus last Sunday night. Um, Apparently, uh, Mr. Jones uh, had been on the radar of the school's chief of police um, in the fall of 2022, since September, I think they said uh, he was uh, they had received some information uh, saying that uh, he had made a comment about possessing a gun. Um, They they followed up with uh, with uh, with the person who reported never seeing a gun with them. They followed up with his roommates who said they never saw a gun. Uh, But unfortunately, uh, he obviously did. Yeah, I mean, this is a tragic story. I mean, he's going with the defense of I was bullied right. by my teammates when I was a uh, when I was on the team. Um, he's not on the team currently. And as far as I know, um, he basically um, was holding some type of grudge uh, and basically showed up to the uh, team bus and just shot it up, killing three people. Yep. Uh, two were This is America. Dead. This is yep. what we're this is a reality of what Americans have to deal with. Two, uh, two were declared dead on the bus. One was declared deceased at a local hospital. Uh, so Jones now faces three charges of second degree murder uh, for killing Devin Chandler, uh, Lavelle Tyler Davis, and Deshaun Perry. Um, you know, this does not happen in other countries. It happens here in America. And, um, and it's offensive. You know, you ask people, you know, like, you know, are, you know why would they celebrate? Why would they celebrate this terrible death? When would they celebrate? Here you got Janelle. She says she's going to celebrate this afternoon. Mm. Yeah, you hate to see it. I mean, you Just really terrible. do. Just terrible. Um, and then last but, night. Uh, and that wasn't even the only uh, mass shooting this no. week. No. 
Last night, uh, there was a shooting inside an LGBTQ nightclub uh, known as Club Q in Colorado Springs. Um, that uh, five people were shot dead, 18 others injured. Uh, there is a suspect in custody. Um, let me pull up the dude's photo here. Oh, we have a photo of the guy that did the shooting? So this is a photo of the person uh, who did the shooting. I'm not seeing a name here, but this is his photo. I can guarantee... Oh, no, no. They, they've released a name. You keep talking. I will get the name. All right. I had the name, and then I don't know what I did with it. Um, so, uh, so the Club Q is uh, located about seven miles away uh, from downtown Colorado Springs. Uh, was hosting a variety of musical acts. Um, when the shooting started, um, numerous ambul ambulances and firefighters uh, responded. Um, I don't think there has been any motive listed as of yet. Um, Do we need to pretend that we don't know what the motive is? I mean, you are looking, don't. Ron, you're looking at a photo of Anderson Lee Aldrich, who last year, his own mother called 911 requesting police assistance because he had threatened her life, um, stating that he had a gun and a homemade bomb and was going to blow the house up mm. and was going to kill her. Yes, absolutely, Gabby. This is a bastard. This is the worst part. These are the worst people in America. Um, clearly, um, this gentleman was mentally disturbed, but that is not an excuse. He needs to burn in hell. We need basically to burn his skin um, uh, uh, in small increments to make it incredibly painful okay. uh, and basically um, ensure that he has an excruciating death. Normally I would you know, cut you off, but I, I'm, I'm okay with all that. And what's again, what is always amazingly frustrating is to see the constant tweets from politicians about thoughts and prayers for both of these shootings um, while yet effectively doing nothing uh, in regards to gun control, uh, mental health, anything of that nature. Well, you've got politicians that are that are going to act absolutely surprised and will sit there and send out tweets and post on Facebook about how we never would have, you know, we, 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 we would have had no idea that something like this could happen in, in, in our small town. Yet, um, you know, having um, fought vigorously for unencumbered gun laws, um, absolutely no, um, uh, uh, you know, checks for people to get their hands on these weapons of mass destruction. And at the same time, these very same politicians are frequently making comments of hate based on oh, sure. um, other other Americans. They're making they they are are, are passing judgments on how other um, Americans live their lives, um, you know, without harming other people. Um, you know, the level of, of of anger and hate that has been ratcheted up by politicians, and at the same time, will immediately follow back up after any. Um, you know, one of their followers decides to carry out some type of attack. Um, it's just a shock of like, oh, my. Oh, no, this is so disturbing. We would have had no idea that this ever would have happened. Right. I mean, you've got politicians that, you know, support things like the don't say gay bill in Florida, um, restricting rights for transgender kids, things of that sure. nature. And then they're shocked uh, when, you know, some mentally ill person goes and, you know, shoots up uh, an LGBTQ club. Uh, just, oh, can't, can't imagine. Can't imagine why that would happen. 
Oh my God, that's this is this is terrible. Thoughts and prayers to the yeah. victims and their families. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see what and we'll somehow. See. Listen, somehow yeah. Lauren Boebert won her election by a, I mean, amazingly by by a narrow margin, but uh, but she fuck got reelected. Colorado, fuck Colorado, right off the bat. <laughs> now I have a All question. Right. Yeah, because I'm not sure. She is a um, House Republican. She is yes. So she's got a small district. She's not representing the whole state in the Senate. No, she is not. She's okay. got a, a small district. Um, and again, I think people were shocked that it was as close as it was. Um, but again, there was still clearly uh, a few hundred more people willing to yeah. vote for her than uh, uh, than her uh, her competitor. And her husband also was um, arrested for um, exposing his penis to children. Is that he correct? Did. He is. Yes, okay. uh, no, he is. A, he's a registered sex offender. Yes. Got it. I just want to make sure that she is married to a registered sex offender while people um, vote her back into power. Okay, great. Just speaking sure this is America. Speaking of sex offenders, uh, Jennifer Siebel Newsom, uh, wife of California Governor Gavin Newsom. Uh, testified this week in the latest Harvey Weinstein trial, um, talking about uh, how Weinstein allegedly raped her in 2005 at the Peninsula Hotel in Beverly Hills. We've got a, a photo of uh, Ms. Newsom there. Um, so this is how she described uh, the attack, or actually, excuse me, this is how she described, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the uh, Weinstein's physique, she said, quote, lots of bruises, markings, yellow and green, lots of stretch marks on his belly, very not physically fit at all, looked uncircumcised and strange, though, kind of fish-like, the penis, something was distorted in the testicles, lots of skin, lots of skin down there. That is a, uh, a visual that personally I did not need, but uh, we are all now going to have to, uh, to live with. The thing is with the Weinstein trials is that the descriptions of his genitalia keep coming out and they are, how do I say this politely? Um, they are consistently further and further away from what I have understood a male penis to be um, supposed to look like. Right. And nobody is addressing how does a man's penis end up looking like the way it's being described. Um, Harvey Weinstein obviously is not going to be um, stepping forward to give an explanation. No. But it's not, I mean, it literally sounds as if like he's just got a mass of flesh that is not penis shaped, but that he is, um, I don't know, uh, somehow using to penetrate women, excuse me, actresses. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's uh, as disturbing as it is in general. Um, it, when, when you hear the descriptions like that, uh, becomes even more disturbing. Uh, Brian, do you remember, uh, earlier this year, a man stole a plane and, uh, threatened to crash it into a Walmart in, uh, in Tupelo? Oh yes, I do remember that guy. Well, he has now died in federal custody. Uh, Corey Patterson, age 29. He was at the federal detention center, uh, in he Miami, Florida. He was looping Florida. around. He, he was, was looping yes. around and they couldn't figure out what he was doing. He kept saying, I'm going to crash it to Walmart. 
and the um, FBI, I think it was, finally talked him into just landing. Yes. Um, so he uh, he was in Miami. He was there for a psychological evaluation um, and apparently was found unresponsive at about 1.20 uh, p.m. on Monday. Um, staff at the prison attempted life-saving measures, uh, but he was pronounced dead there. Um, and there uh, has been no uh, explanation about his cause of death as of yet. Ron, out of respect to Gloria Estefan and her husband, Carlos, um, can you please refer to that city as Miami? Miami? Because when, um, you know, when we're thinking about the 305, um, you Anglos are going to call it Miami. Right. But it's a true sign of disrespect to us locals. Um, The people who have lived here on uh, Calle Ocho, um, you know, sipping our Cubanos um, and having our horchatos. And, uh, you know, it, it's Miami. Yeah, right. I will keep that in mind. Uh, again, while uh, while the cause of death has not uh, been released, uh, family said that memorials uh, may be made to the Mississippi Alliance to end suicide. Um, so I think uh, the assumption is, is that he may have taken his own life. But again, if he is in federal custody, and he is at a location for um, a psychological evalu- evaluation, and it's the middle of the day. They find him at one twenty in the afternoon. Sure. Like, how how is he left alone and left to his devices long enough um, to to manage to do harm to himself? Okay, can, can I be? Can I? Can I have a moment? I always. Okay. All yeah. you have to do is ask. I understand that the federal government um, has a, uh, a prison complex in Colorado. I believe it's in Florence. I could be wrong. But what's, it's what they call Supermax. Um, and it is where they send the, um, the worst of the worst. That is where you've got your um, Ramsey Youssef, who uh, blew up the uh, uh, World Trade Center the first time, who then had a plan for, I think it was um, 13 um, airlines that he was going to take down. Ted Kuczynski, the Unabomber, is in um, Florence, Colorado. Um, uh, But it is, uh, my understanding of Supermax over there is you are in a concrete cell. Everything is concrete. Right. Your bed, concrete. Um, You have a, uh, uh, you basically have a toilet that is made out of metal but there is absolutely no um, uh, material that you are allowed. You are um, in your cell 23 hours a day. You are allowed one hour of supervised recreation outside one hour a day. Um, even the, the warden of that prison has referred to it as um, a living hell. Correct. Now, with that said, putting that aside, I would imagine that anybody who is, how do I say this, not a career criminal and who is sentenced to a very lengthy or expects to be sentenced to an extremely lengthy prison term, that as soon as they are incarcerated, understands that their incentive at that moment and from every moment forward is to figure out ways to commit suicide. Okay. So you've got this kid 
who, for whatever reason, decided he was going, he was ready to die. He was just done with this life. And he thought he was going to um, hijack an airplane, small, you know, two engine, one engine, no engine. I don't know. I don't know planes. I'm, I aeronom, aer, aeronomically, right. um, I'm, I'm, I'm quite stunted. Um, but he was going to crash into a Walmart. I don't know. Maybe he was a Kmart uh, uh, stockholder who realized that Walmart killed um, you know, his portfolio. But okay. this guy decides he wants to die. He gets arrested because he changes his mind, but then realizes, holy shit, you know, dying in the Walmart plane crash would have been way better than spending the rest of my life in prison. Um, that guy's going to do everything to figure out how am I going to kill myself? Right. And, and that part I get, but it's also, you know, part of, of the job to, uh, of the, uh, the law enforcement to, to not, uh, let them do that. I mean, you look at like uh, Darrell Brooks, uh, the person who was he was just sentenced for uh, driving his car into the the parade goers um, sure. in Wisconsin. Um, you know, they they brought him to court for his sentencing, and they had him in uh, what they call a, a turtle suit, which you can kind of see in the photo here. Um, so I mean, he's in he's in solitary confinement, and so they put him in they put inmates in this outfit specifically so that they are unable to harm themselves. Go ninja, go ninja, go, go ninja, go ninja, go. Now this guy, um, you know, I don't think we ever talked about the Darrell Brooks case as it was going on, uh, but this guy, he deserves to rot in a cell for as long as possible, and he won't yes, be. Hold on, he'll never hold on. be in general population. Hold on, are you also not acknowledging that this man needs to be in a mental health? I mean, I know oh, yeah. Billy. Billy has lined up the comment how um, Ronald Reagan absolutely obliterated the nation's funding for mental health um, uh, facilities. But this man doesn't belong in prison. This man, I mean, but Brian, here's the thing, Brian, 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 if I may interrupt you for one quick second, and I'm going to, I'm going to throw my 2% in here. Um, He, number one, he was, he was, throw your 59% in, throw your 59% in. Don't just, don't just stop at 2%. We all know (laughs) you own 51% of this podcast. Throw the whole 51% in But But not only was he judge mentally competent to stand trial, he was also determined that he was mentally competent to represent himself at trial. Now, he is an incredible asshole, and he believes in this sovereign citizenship, and he's got some way, but he has been proven that he has the mental capacity to understand right and wrong and what he did, and he's just an evil, sick bastard who deserves to, you know, suffer for the rest of his life um if you watch these um uh uh, interactions that he had with the presiding judge in his case i would argue that this man is fit to stand trial his um hold on reality is um tenuous to say the least now i will say this where i i think i differ from the modern judicial system i could care less whether somebody is mentally sane or not i believe we should be judging people based on the crimes they committed not whether they are mentally sane or not to um uh, be held accountable for the crimes they committed for instance i believe that john benet ramsey's father should be in prison right now for the rape and murder of his daughter okay i do not what no go ahead 
Well, I, I was, I, I was hoping you were going to cut me off at that point because I, well, I, I have, I have no idea that Jabonet's father is responsible. <laughs> but this guy, this guy's fucking crazy. I don't care what like I, um, a psychiatrist says. This guy's fucking, un, he's a fucking nut job. This guy decided that he was going to get into his uh, Ford 250 pickup and drive um, head first into a uh, a public parade and to see if he could kill as many people as he could. I mean, this is not an act of a sane man. This is an act of a crazy person. Um, he should be made to suffer. Um, ideally, maybe um, orange, uh, maybe in an orange jumpsuit. Maybe green is is too good of a color for him. Maybe this prison guard standing right here should fucking stab him in the throat with a uh, uh, a box cutter. I'm I'm okay with all of these possibilities. This man should not be alive. This man should be executed immediately. But to sit there and say that he is sane and that he understands the court proceedings, I mean, that's a fucking joke. Well, and I, I think what happened was, is I think he wanted to represent himself. I think, you know, he had these delusions of grandeur that he could represent himself. And then when he got deeper into the trial and realized how how fucked he was, he did everything possible to try and rattle the prosecution and rattle the judge and leave some sort of opening for him um, to fight his conviction on appeal. So what you're saying is you and I both agree that the mentally ill should be executed. <laughs> I don't believe that's what I, we're saying. I, I, no, I feel like you and I are basically <laughs> saying the same thing. No, I don't believe that's what we're saying. How not? Because I, I, I feel like we're right. We're, we're, we're so close to each other right now. And actually, he's, he's going to suffer more being in prison. Because, number one, um, you know, anybody who is a child killer, which this guy is, uh, does not fare well in, in general population. So he will probably spend most of his time in solitary. And in addition to that, you know, he has been he has been ordered to pay restitution to the families involved. So even if. You know, even if family members put money on his account for him to get items while he's in prison, the, the prison is going to garnish that. You know, if you get these nut job people out there that send in donations and things, I mean, he is going to not have any any ability to purchase anything other than what is given to him um, by the prisons. Ron, do you not agree <laughs> that next month, next week, when we do our After Dark, Can You Beat Ron? Do you not agree that we should do twenty five dollars? to go towards his commissary <laughs> i can't agree to that no unfortunately i can't come on don't you think that he needs some uh you know uh uh hot hot you know uh hot cheat uh i don't know brian more importantly brian let me ask you yeah what are you watching Ooh, first off ron what am i watching the world cup okay um, starting Soccer. today Starting to, I mean, every four years, this is the moment where I have an erection for literally 30 days unencumbered. You should it really see a doctor rock, about that. Oh, no, it is rock hard. You can break a table over it. Um, earlier today, um, host country Qatar, uh, also known as Qatar, depending on whether you are racist or not against uh, the Middle East. Um, I call it Qatar. Okay. Um, but some people call it Qatar, and I don't know the right answer. Host country took on Ecuador, or as the a lot of people call it, Ecuador. Okay. Um, and in one of the first, uh, you know, in modern age, 
uh, host country Qatar lost two a zero to Ecuador, wow. costing Brian twenty five dollars against <laughs> his buddy Mike that he bets with. Because goddamn, Brian can't catch a break at any point. But I am watching the World Cup. Um, I may not watch every game, but okay. I will be betting on every game and I will be following it so you can uh, uh, pay attention. I, I'd be curious to also, see. Also, uh, yes, I'd be curious to see where you end up at the end of the World Cup. Oh, I will lose money because I just don't have good gambling on. But it is um, what's fascinating. Without changing the subject, but I think we, I think we'll be talking about it in the last uh, couple minutes of the show, is uh, uh, how the um, uh, host country Qatar decided to ban alcohol sales two days before. The World Cup started despite um, Budweiser having already paid. That's right, people. $75 million mm. to FIFA to um, sponsor the World Cup and be the official beer of the World Cup. That stings a little bit. I am also watching The Crown. I am uh, currently up to season five. Listen, I'm going to tell you, Ron, as somebody who has visited London, who has stood on the soil of England, who has experienced what is the um, the immensity of Great Britain. I'm going to say that I have officially aligned myself team Anglophile. The crown, <laughs> okay. is, the crown is literally my, um, it is my input into what is England. Um, and season five is really where we start to exp experience um, the uh, uh, disillusion or uh, how do I say the the ending of the marriage between Prince Charles and uh, Princess Diana. We are introduced to Dodi Fayed. We are understanding, um, you know, the uh, famous Sarah Ferguson toe sucking um, extravaganza. Ron, are you not into toe sucking? I mean, I, I remember the uh, the tabloid stories, so just take. Have you ever sucked a toe, Ron? Uh, I have, yes. Oh my god, we're gonna <laughs> save that. Okay, people. Now, Ron, you you pitched it earlier today, as we're gonna talk about after dark. Um, if people, if you stay on, stay hear, on. What are you watching? Just stay on. What are you watching? Don't you go? You're going on a tangent again. No, Ron. Because if I know that I am not the only one that wants to hear. <coughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> um, but uh, season five of Netflix, The Crown, I am halfway through and very um, uh, into. Uh, it stars one of the guys from The Wire. Okay. His name, I don't know, who pretends to be. Um, all right, whatever. Um Yeah, I would want I would want to watch Ron sucking your toe. Besides that, what else are you watching, or was that everything? Uh, World Cup and the Crown. That's All right, Ron. very good, very good. 
We're on other than yeah. sucking toes. What <laughs> yes. are you watching? Uh, so let's see. So uh, I had a flight this week. Uh, as we know, I was out in Vegas for a conference. On the way out, I watched... Don't talk Vegas. Talk about what we're watching. Uh, so out on the flight out, I watched uh, Thor, Love and Thunder, uh, one of the Marvel movies that I still had to catch up on. Uh, I think this was uh, one of the more poorly rated Marvel movies, and I could see why. It was a decent movie, just not... I think you would have hated it. Um, I think it was a little overdrawn at times. Uh, but it was a good way to kill two hours on a flight. Sure. Um, one thing I will recommend is the new docuseries on Netflix called Pepsi Where's My Jet. Oh, um, I saw I, I saw the preview for it. I put it on my list. I want to watch it. So it is uh, it's only four episodes, to be perfectly honest. They probably could have wrapped it up in about three. Um, sure. But it is the story of when they did the uh, the Pepsi points promotion yes. back in 1995. Uh, they they did a commercial uh, where they jokingly said, you know, for seven million points, you can get a Harrier jet. Uh, yeah. But they put no disclaimers on it. Uh, so you had this young kid that wanted to get the jet, found a loophole as to how to get um the 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 points needed and also had an investor uh that cut a check for uh for the jet um and the the ensuing lawsuit between uh john uh leonard the gentleman's name was i believe and pepsi and then who who pops up as being involved in all of this but michael avenatti Avenatti. who uh while while on house arrest is interviewed for this docuseries uh, Manny Pacquiao shows up at one point. I mean, it Ow. is. I don't want to spoil it, but it's. Uh, it is. It, it's one of the better docu series out there. Again, it's a little little okay. long at times, uh, but uh, four episodes of uh, of enjoyment, and then uh, watch the first episode of Fleischman is in trouble. Uh, on Hulu, that's a new uh, series starring Jesse Eisenberg, uh, Claire Danes, Lizzie Kaplan, Adam Brody. Uh, Is that the one where um, he uh, takes those two girls to bed and has a threesome for, uh, I think it's eight episodes long? Uh, probably. Uh, it's, yeah. uh, the first episode just really seems to be him post-divorce um, having a lot of sex. And I, I'm going to go on a limb and say I'm not a huge fan of Jesse Eisenberg. I think nobody he, uh, is. I think he just he's, he's he terrible. plays the same. He's the same character in every show that he's in. Uh, um, he he's still doing Mark Zuckerberg eighteen years later. Yeah. So uh, you know, if you if you like uh, Jesse Eisenberg, if you like Claire Danes, you'll probably like this. Uh, I was one episode in, and that was all I needed. Sure. Jesse what Eisenberg also about? wanted me to watch me suck a toe. Apparently. Ron, um, what I if- think every I think everybody wants. I think we are all distracted by the idea of you <laughs> sucking your toe. Um, I think that's it. I'm not really watching much else right now. Um, but you suck the toe once in your life. <laughs> I mean, if that's your takeaway, then then yes. All right. What else do we have before we run out of time here? Um, well, can we talk I, I, about I mean, the can we talk about can the massive to, flock of sheep in China that's been wandering I was around for say, two let's weeks? Go to, can we go to weird news? We certainly can. We need to. So apparently, what part of China is this, Brian? Uh, this is um, probably about one hundred miles northeast of Beijing. Okay. And so there has been a massive flock of sheep <clears throat> that have been uh, walking around in a circle for almost uh, two weeks straight 
uh, in China's Inner Mongolia region. And um, what is amazing is that it is almost, and scientists, there's a video of these sheep walking around in, um, where is it, Mongolia, you said? Yes. They, and the scientists say this is almost a perfect concentric circle. This is not, I mean, this is this. these are the stories where we realize that there is a greater life force um, that, that's, you know, I'm not going to call it God. I will not call it Yahweh. I will not call it um, Jesus. Okay. This is not Mohammed. I mean, it, it could be any of it, but there is the acknowledgement of, of there's something greater than us that you have um, this flock. I mean, the circle is perfect. Looking at it, I mean, this is a still of the video. Um, and no human has an explanation for it. And listen to this. There are 34 sheep pens at this particular farm where this activity is going on. Sure. Only the sheep in pen number 13 have been acting this way. Lucky 13. <laughs> Um, so yeah, but apparently some people say this could be caused by a bacterial disease called listeriosis, uh, which is also known as circling disease. Uh, but again, for it to be, they'd be walking in a perfect circle. Um, I have to think this is, uh, this is the end of civilization as we know it. Ron, if the end of civilization is happening, I'm going and, and all I want to know is just like, give me a couple days in advance. Right. And my plan at the end of civilization is this. I'm going to grab my lady because I want to uh, make sure that, you know, I uh, I'm with her. Sure. Um, she is in my presence as, as the last seconds flock. OK. I will immediately jump on an Amtrak train. <laughs> OK. Heading down to Philadelphia. You and your wife will pick us up. OK. At the train station. Probably the 30th Street exit, because you guys love that one. That's easy for us to get um, back on the road from there, yes. The four of us get in your, get, the four of us drive away in your car. Um, and then after that, it doesn't matter. Whatever okay. happens, I'm completely, if I, if I had to die tomorrow, I would like to die um, in your company. I'm okay with that. Maybe we grab a little brunch first. Are we talking eggs hollandaise or are we talking like a bacon, egg and cheese on a bagel? I think uh, hollandaise, something fancy for the end of civilization. Sure, of course. Sense. I want some hash browns, some home fries. <laughs> so uh, moving on in weird news, uh, fans are uh, allegedly upset over a clue that appeared on Celebrity Jeopardy this past week uh, with some calling it tasteless and insensitive. Um, the game uh, consisted of actors John Michael Higgins, Will Wheaton, and uh, Joel Kim Booster. And we've got a screenshot of the question here saying, In 2021, fugitive Brian Laundrie ended his days in Florida's Mikahatchee Creek area, home to these long and toothy critters. Um, now, this is uh, obviously the answer, Brian. What is alligators? Uh, but for some reason, they had to pull in Brian uh, Brian Landry, uh, who uh, obviously was hiding out there prior to committing suicide after he killed his girlfriend, Gabby Petito, in 2021. This Seems never... like an odd way to, uh, to, to get a clue um, for Florida. Alex Trebek would have looked at this and immediately shut it down. He would so have said, 
So you're putting this on Mayim Balik. You're, you're, you're blaming Blossom for this getting out on the air. Okay. Um, I believe all women. I listen to all women. I mean, every hashtag you can come up with, Ron, um, I am on board with. But, I mean, I just do believe that there's somebody who, uh, at Jeopardy, who, you know, in the old days would have stepped in and said we cannot reference a murderer um, lightheartedly when discussing um, alligators. Right. By the way, Brian Laundry allegedly shot himself in the head and um, ratings gold. Oof. Oof. And now uh, Gabby Petito's family uh, has been awarded $3 million in a wrongful death lawsuit against Brian Because Landry's of Jeopardy? Family. Because of Jeopardy? Not because of Jeopardy, because of the whole uh, killing thing. Oh. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. She got killed. Yeah. Brian, I know one thing about you that many don't know, and that is you are a huge Swifty. Um, and you, along with uh, thousands and thousands of people, were very upset this week with Ticketmaster and their handling of the uh, release for tickets for Taylor Swift's uh, new tour. Uh, sure. Selling two million tickets in a day, a record for any artist. Uh, but I guess part of the problem is uh, with all of the different pre-sales that they do for uh, her concerts, by the time it uh, the general public had an opportunity to purchase um they were unable to you had people with their verified fan codes uh unable to secure any tickets brian you've got you've got input on this you are our senior ticketing correspondent i would okay. expect nothing less as the senior ticketing correspondent of the ryan Prime podcast um when i was notified that taylor swift was playing a, a, a stadium tour concert i immediately signed up for the verified um, uh, Ticketmaster presale. I signed up for all three shows at her um, local uh, uh, concert venue, which was MetLife Stadium. Yes. Holds about 50,000 concert attendees. Um, I was put on a wait list uh, because there were just so many people. Um, at the end of the day, what we are looking at here is simply supply over demand, which is that there are more people interested in purchasing tickets than there are tickets to be sold. And what happens as a result of that, and specifically based on ticket, are you just, are, are you feeling okay? I'm feeling good. Thank you. Because you're sniffling every time you breathe. I'm a little, I'm a little stuffy tonight, so... Okay, so when I said, are you okay, why would you say I'm fine? But you know, I am fine. I power yeah. through it, Brian. I have the strength of 10 men. Because every two minutes I hear this. <laughs> it's, it's the Coke, Brian. It's the Coke. Oh, my God. Lay off the yayo. Um, okay, so, I mean, this is what it boils down to, which is the fact that no matter how many different pre-sales and different um, uh, levels of, of ticket access – there are more people trying to purchase. I mean, Taylor Swift is probably, I would say, one of the top five concert draws in um, uh, in the world today. So not only are you dealing with people who are trying to buy tickets because they're fans, but you also have people who are trying to buy tickets because they want to resell them. Well, and I think and the that's the issue market, a lot of people have. 
is I think people don't mind when they're losing out tickets to other fans that want to go to the show. But when you see the when you see the the resale market and you literally have tickets being sold for twenty five thousand, forty five thousand. In one instance, there were tickets listed for ninety five thousand dollars. Yeah, um, you just can insane. list. But but Ron, you can list tickets for any dollar value you want if you have the tickets. Right. That doesn't mean anybody is going to buy them. That doesn't mean there's anybody who is going to pay for them. I understand that. At the end of the day, then the, this is all about buying a ticket and going to a concert. And how much are you willing to pay for that concert? But you know, should it have could, to be a case of being willing to pay above ticket value to go to a concert? You know, shouldn't there be a limit to because what I mean, okay. I remember at Ron, one point, Ron, hold Ron, on, don't, don't interrupt me yet. Don't no, I remember at one point, like uh, StubHub resale markets, you know, there were limits to the amount over the initial ticket price that you were allowed to charge in these in these marketplaces. And now that seems to just have completely gone away. OK, Ron, you and Brian. I are are viscerally. Um, uh, oppositely lined up on this one. Yes. Now, your wife gets to have sex with you for free. <laughs> yeah, she does, I suppose. Okay. Now, I show up to your house and I say, oh, I want to have sex with Ron. Should there be a limit monetarily to what you and your wife agree as the price you will accept for me to have sex with you? I feel like this is an apples to apples. Okay. How do I make it so? Because at the <laughs> end of the day, this boils down to I have something and I want to make money off of owning it because I'm looking to trade this for goods and services. And are there people out there who are willing to pay for the goods and services I'm looking for to exchange for this item. So in your mind, uh, capitalism should just, people should just be allowed to charge whatever they want. There should not be a level playing field. Ron, there is a level playing field. It is boiled down, but like this is, this is my problem, is that people are, are, are getting tickets through Ticketmaster to buy these tickets and they're turning around and saying, well, the resale value for this ticket is $11,000. Newsflash, people. <laughs> Don't buy that ticket for $11,000. Don't buy it for $10. do not buy it for $9,875. Make that fucker who bought that ticket sweat his balls off because he doesn't even give a shit about Taylor Swift and then buy it for $400. That's the problem is the fact that we act like we like we act like this consumer has no power. We act like the buying public has zero influence on the price of an item when at the end of the day if collected, if acting as a unit they can all agree on what they're willing to pay for something, then it absolutely writes the ship. All right. I think this is something we're just going to have to agree to disagree on. 
Same thing about sucking toes. <laughs> I would never suck a toe. All right. You clearly are willing to suck a toe. So let, I, I think now is actually the most appropriate time for us to talk about Patreon. It is uh, because we are about to wrap up uh, this main episode of the Rod and Brian podcast. We are getting ready to move over to our After Dark episode starting in about 19 minutes um, and is, is exclusive for our Patreon subscribers. If you go on over to ronandbrianpodcast.com uh, and you subscribe at the bronze level or higher, that's $10 a month or more, uh, you get to join us live um, on YouTube. Um, it's a hidden link that we send over to you. If you get over to the website, you uh, sign up, uh, we can get you that link emailed prior to 930. Uh, but again, it is uh, it is uh, our saucier stories. Uh, I have a feeling sure. we'll be talking about uh, we talk about toe sucking stories a little bit more. I feel I have questions coming from Brian and our Patreon subscribers, uh, but it's just a lot of fun as well. Once a month, every t- every month at the last Sunday, Brian alluded to it earlier. We have a pajama party where we have all of our patreon subscribers uh join us on the show and uh, we'll be doing can you beat ron uh, a contest where people literally try to beat me in some trivia based uh, question i think you're doing a thanksgiving themed can you beat ron this year no this it is all about a toe sucking it's all about toe sucking <laughs> all right it is all about like ingrown t- uh toenails uh foot fungus All right, and on that note, I think it's uh, probably as good a time as any is to wrap this episode up and uh, get ready for After Dark. Uh, Thank you all for joining. Brian, anything else you have for us for this week's episode? Goddamn, this is a great episode. I think it's important that we um, embrace the people who don't necessarily, um, uh, you know, uh, agree with us 100%. I mean, we talked about mental health. We talked about the criminal system. We talked about sports. We talked about elections. There was um, a lot. There was a lot that yeah, went yeah. on. Yeah, and and I think at the end of the day, and I think this is one of the most you know important lessons that I would like to put out there for people is the fact that you know it's not about your personal political leanings. You know, we've made it as a society. This is who I am. No, this is really just about. Um, you know, Ron and Brian, you know, we get out there and we talk about what needs to be talked about and we encourage people to disagree with us. There you go. Like, like right here, when I said earlier, Ron, that I thought you were a beautiful man, Gabby said bastard. Well, again, we're, everyone's entitled to an opinion and we're, we, we agree know, with that. And we encourage it. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us. Uh, Have a very happy and safe Thanksgiving this week. Sure. Um, Sure. And uh, we will catch everybody next Sunday night. Thank you for joining us on the Ron and Brian podcast. We're live each week on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. You can find prior episodes, links to our social media, and everything else Ron and Brian at ronandbrianpodcast.com. See you again next week.